In part 1 of this series about the daughter of Zion, I showed how she fits the profile of the previously discussed Judah remnant of the last days. She is holy, royal, and righteous, yet, she faces God-ordained persecution at the hands of the Antichrist Chaldeans. In part 1, I described her persecution in some detail. In the midst of her story of persecution and travails, we find a prophetic picture of God's discipline that will also come upon both the country of Israel and the nation of Babylon, in the last days. In part 2 of this series, the daughter of Zion's birthing and labor pain symbolic of an expectant mother are shown to be key signs of significant last days events that are described in Scripture. These travails foreshadow social unrest and war, worldwide, but with special importance for Israel and the nation Babylon. I surmise that this is a result of Antichrist Chaldean control and influence in these countries, not to mention their persecution of God's people who are citizens in these countries. In this current passage, I will revisit the daughter of Zion's battle against the Chaldeans. I will show how she benefits and is ultimately victorious as a result of prayer and supplication for her, and most importantly, as a result of God's sovereign plan for her deliverance and restoration. Her deliverance coincides with an exodus from Babylon, and then ultimately leads to her honor and glory as a matriarch and queen in God's restored heavenly kingdom. Keep in mind, as I mentioned before, that her story is a picture of events still to come for the country of Israel and for a larger remnant of God's people. Prayer and Supplication The prophet Jeremiah, ch. 1417-18, heard directly from God about the coming destruction and grievous wound that his people suffer from. God refers to his people here as his daughter, and foretells of coming drought, famine and war on Judah-Jerusalem-Israel. This will be God's punishment against His rebellious nation-slash-people. Jeremiah then intercedes with God. Have you rejected Judah completely? Do you despise Zion? Why have you afflicted us so that we cannot be healed? Jeremiah 14 19. This is foretelling of the daughter of Zion's and her fellow Judah partner's troubles in these last days. King David, in his prophetic Psalms, prayed for the deliverance of Zion. In two of his Psalms, both lamenting a future time when all have turned aside and have become corrupt, King David foresaw a time of oppression and attack against God's people, and pleads. Oh, that salvation for Israel will come out of Zion, when the Lord restores the fortunes of His people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. Psalms 14 7, 53-6. This psalm can be seen as referring to our end times Jacob and daughter of Zion figures. In another of his prophetic psalms intended for the last days, one in which King David acknowledges that, the Lord's renown endures through all generations and remarks that he writes for a future generation of people not yet created, King David prophesies. You will arise and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to show her favor, the appointed time has come. Psalms 102:13. King David wrote this psalm during his own extreme persecution and hardship at the hands of the Chaldeans of his day. Zion's protection and power to fight back against the Chaldeans. In the book of Isaiah, the Lord Himself reminds the daughter of Zion of His sovereignty and that the fact that she has His divine protection. As one who is a key member of His kingdom, she enjoys the heritage of the servants of the Lord. God says, No weapon forged against thee shall prosper, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. Is. 54:17. Not only is the daughter of Zion protected, but Scripture tells us that she is given power by the Lord to fight back against her Antichrist called the enemy. Through the prophet Micah, the Lord says, Rise and thresh, O daughter of Zion, for I will give you horns of iron, I will give you hoofs of bronze and you will break into pieces many nations. Mike. 4.13. This may get you, a reader, wondering as to how a single woman can fight entire nations in the last days. 
recall Antichrist Chaldean criminal tactics, and how massive amounts of underground conspiring, illegal surveillance and spying might be uncovered and backfire on the perpetrators. The daughter of Zion likely also has her own army, or allies of sorts. While her traitor friend's allies have disappeared, she likely finds some allies and support as a result of her righteousness and for the larger sake and cause of justice. At the very least, we know that the daughter of Zion is part of a larger Jacob-Judah remnant army in the last days. I will address this army in a separate passage. Here are a couple of scriptures that point to the daughter of Zion's ability to fight a battle, Judah warrior style, in the last days. My anger burns against the shepherds, and I will punish the leaders, for the Lord will care for his flock, the house of Judah and make them like a proud horse in battle. Zechariah 10 3. The remnant of Jacob will be among the nations, in the midst of many peoples, like a lion among the beasts of the forest, like a young lion among flocks of sheep, which mauls and mangles as it goes, and no one can rescue. Mike. 5-8. In this latter line of scripture, God ensures, your hand will be lifted up in triumph over your enemies. Deliverance and Exodus. Indeed. The Lord answers prayers from His Jacob army Judah remnant line, and He delivers on His promise to save His people and His inheritance. This includes, of course, the daughter of Zion herself. In discussing the last day's deliverance of the people of Zion Jerusalem, the Lord describes how He defeats evil and His deliverance of justice for the righteous. Here, God says, Zion will be redeemed with justice, her repentant ones with righteousness, is. 127. The Antichrist Chaldeans will be defeated and punished as a result of their war against the daughter of Zion and her Jacob-Judah remnant family. God promises that He will devour those who devour, plunder those who plunder, and spoil those who spoil, Jeremiah 30:16. God is no doubt referring to the Antichrist Chaldean criminal mob here. God says directly to Zion, with likely broader meaning for a remnant and the country of Israel as well. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, because you are called an outcast, Zion for whom no one cares. Jer 30:17. The healing of Zion's wounds here is another example of the Lord's vindication for His heritage and inherited people who have been unfairly accused and persecuted in the last days. As I discussed in a prior passage about the deliverance of God's people, there is also still an element of forgiveness that is required, even alongside His vindication. God's grace toward the daughter of Zion is illustrated here as well. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud O Israel. Be glad and rejoice, with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment, He has turned back your enemy. Zephaniah 3 14-15 Speaking to a last day's country and people of Israel that is under judgment and chased out of their land, the prophet Jeremiah addresses the daughter of Zion, and says, Your punishment will end, He will not prolong your exile. Lamentations 4:22. Exodus from Babylon. Speaking of exile, we are given a pretty strong indication that the daughter of Zion will depart from Babylon in the last days along with her Jacob Judah remnant counterparts, whom I have addressed previously on this site. She is part of the same remnant that God instructs to, flee Babylon, and who God instructs in Jeremiah, ch. 51, come out of her my people. God is going to punish Babylon, which he says must fall, primarily because of Israel's slain. The daughter of Zion is addressed specifically regarding this exodus in Scripture as follows. Come O Zion! Escape you who live in the daughter of Babylon. Zechariah 2 7. Writhe in agony O daughter of Zion, like a woman in labor. For now leave the city and camp in the open field. You will go to Babylon, there you will be rescued, that the Lord will redeem you from the hands of your enemies. Mike. 4 10. Note the reference again here in the scripture above to a woman in labor, 
a symbol that I addressed in part two of this series. Here, Zion's labor is a signal for coming war possibly the beginning of the period of Jacob's trouble, which scripture says Jacob, and his remnant, is saved out of. This exodus event of Jacob's remnant a people referred to as God's ransomed, and also as a band of survivors, is explained further in the book of Jeremiah. Sing with joy for Jacob, shout for the foremost of nations, and say, Lord save your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I will bring them from the land of the north, and gather them from the ends of the earth. Jeremiah 31 8. Where do God's small remnant go? God answers in Jeremiah, they will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. Jeremiah 31 12. God's holy hill is their ultimate destination, although given the period of the tribulation, there are very likely intermediate stops along the way. Daughter of Zion the honor of a heavenly kingdom queen. There is much that can be said about God's coming millennial kingdom. Within this kingdom, the daughter of Zion will be extremely blessed and is personally fully restored with all power, honor and beauty. In part 1, I established her as the wife of the Lord Almighty. The king comes to her, as is shown in the following scriptures. And thou, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, unto thee shall it come, even the first dominion, the kingdom shall come to the daughter of Jerusalem. Mike 4-8. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, he is just, and having salvation, lowly, and riding upon an ass, and upon a colt the foal of an ass. Zech 9-9. This is the heavenly world kingdom in Jesus' millennial reign the kingdom that the Lord is referring to when he says, the house of Israel will possess the nations. We also learn that the captors of this current world will become captives and that the Lord and his millennial king David will rule over the oppressors. The birth of the new kingdom of God. The daughter of Zion also will have a role as a kingdom queen and mother figure. The former barren, desolate and outcast daughter of Zion now becomes the matriarch for God's kingdom of holy, royal children. These blessings are described in the following scriptures addressed to the daughter of Zion. Lift up your eyes and look around, all your sons gather and come to you. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, you will wear them all as ornaments, you will put them on like a bride. Is. 49:18. Sing, O barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than those who has a husband, says the Lord. Is. 54-1. The daughter of Zion's royal family on Mount Zion, in Jerusalem, will fulfill the zeal of the Lord Almighty in accomplishing a holy inheritance in His name. This is the Judah remnant that becomes God's holy vineyard, which God says, will take root below and bear fruit above, is. 37-31. Tilda. In a happy conclusion, the daughter of Zion is promised lasting peace like a river from the Lord Himself. It is clear from Scripture that the daughter of Zion draws very close to the Lord, and the Lord honors His covenant commitment to her. To Zion, the Lord says and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Is. 62-2. This is an incredibly powerful and glorious ending, and new heavenly beginning, for the daughter of Zion. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.